The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Work it, make it, do it, makes us honor, better, faster, stronger. That, 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 that don't kill me, can only make me stronger. I need you to hurry up now, cause I can't wait much longer. I know I got to be right now. Alrighty, you listen to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. Of course, by now you know that I am now living in Phoenix like it matters. And uh, great day in the valley. As always, even this time of the year, it's about mm, 94. Yeah, y'all can be mad at me out there on the East Coast where I spent so many years. Enjoyed it. Nothing like Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Phillies. Keep getting it done. Phillies continue to get it done in the World Series up against the Yankees. And, uh, man, I miss Philly, but I love Arizona. You got to come out. You got to check this weather out. There's something about this weather out here in Arizona. You come once, you never leave. You want to stay. I tell you what, there are some teams out there in the NFL that want to stay undefeated, and some did and some didn't. Man, pro football, you know, there are some pro football teams right now that I am so, I'm pleased to be associated with the fact that I I played in the National Football League. But then there are some teams out there that are downright embarrassing. And I I have to say this, you got to call it what it is. The Cleveland Browns, there's something wrong with that organization. I don't know what it is, but there is something wrong with the organization. You look within, you look from outside, I don't care how you look at it, there's something wrong with the football team. Now, I understand some decisions have have been made, some changes have been made. Uh, There were some closed-door meetings yesterday, came out, you know, somebody's out, might might need to get rid of half the team. You know, I, I think that the effort of a football team in, 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 in a desperate situation, and this is a desperate situation, you're not winning football games. You look bad. You look real bad. You got to do so. You gotta, as a professional athlete, there's somebody out there got to be. Somebody's got to be kicking ass. That's bottom line. That's all I got to say. That's the only way I can say it. This is not about an upstairs situation. I'm gonna talk about. I'm gonna talk about an upstairs situation. But this is not an upstairs situation. Not totally. There are there are problems upstairs, and they're addressing those upstairs problems. But there are major problems on the football field. So let's, Cleveland Browns, come on. You know, it's not, there are no other options outside of you football players. You You can solve all this. You can make everything go away about coach, if they brought the right guy in or what. You got to make some things happen. I've got a guy on the phone with me now who is an avid Cleveland Browns fan. And they're not happy. I mean, the fans are even talking about boycotting <coughs> a national game, national TV game. I got Barry Taylor on the line with me. Barry. Hey, Ray, how you doing? Man, I, you know, I'm like you. I'm not doing well. I mean, I, I, I listen, you know, half of me is Cleveland Browns. The other half of me 
is Philadelphia Eagles. And, and the Cleveland Browns side of me is not feeling real good at all right now. Barry, you got to talk to me, man. What are the fans going? Are they going to boycott the game? Was the uh, move was the move upstairs enough to satisfy the fans, or what, what's going on out there in Cleveland? I hope there's no boycott. And I've talked to several of the Browns backers uh, worldwide chapters, and they're not in favor of it. I will be at the game, and if I'm the only one sitting in the dog pound at the middle, I'll be there. I mean, I'll be supporting my team. Once you're a Browns backer, once you're a Browns fan, you're always a Browns fan, and you shouldn't you shouldn't degrade that privilege at all we have a team there were three four years there that we did not have a team it was really hard to watch football my team's back and i want to root for them well barry you know you that's an excellent point and, and i'm glad you you said that because there there is something that that sometimes i think people fail to realize the fact that there are cities that have had teams that have lost them and I mean, I remember they did they did a special here recently, and I talked about this before, uh, where the Baltimore team felt the Baltimore, the city of Baltimore, they were devastated, particularly the band that was such a, a part of that organization. They felt betrayed when the team left, and they were like in mourning for years until they stole the Cleveland Browns and bought them into the city, and then they were revitalized because they had a team. So I, I understand the fact that the Browns backers, which is you know the largest alumni population of a team, a, a, of a pro team, uh, the Cleveland Browns happen to own that. You know, they, they can probably say, hey, we've got the largest alumni affiliation with uh, you know our team across the exactly. country. Our fan club is the largest. But you just don't want a team. Barry, I'm sure you want a team that wins. The, is it the lack of the effort of the players on the field? Or are they playing with emotion? What do you see missing on game day? I see the emotion missing. I, we, we as Browns fans complained last year. We yelled. We screamed. Uh, we, we were upset with the off-field problems. We were upset with Winslow. We were upset with, with Edwards. Uh, they, we were saying that the owners aren't listening to us. You know, now the off-field things are basically stopping or you're gone. Winslow's gone. No hands Edwards is gone. I mean, and, and, the, and we're still complaining. Yeah, we're still complaining because we did not, we don't have anything on the field right now that the people are showing a lot of emotion. I've watched the, the free safeties stand back there and not even move during a play until the play is on top of them. You can look at it. You can watch replays of the quarterbacks on the other teams taking runs through the middle. I mean, we've got some players that seem to be doing well, but we just can't put it together. And I can't tell you if that's coaching. I can't tell you if that's the players. I know that the attitude's down, but, you know, 1-17 in 17 is going to have a down attitude. Well, I can tell you this, Bear. I can tell you a lot of it has to do with players. Players are professionals. Exactly. And, and the fact of the matter is you're really you're an independent contractor. It, mm -hmm. you, don't, you don't get rid of the entire team as a group. Each player is his own entity. And, mm -hmm. and one by one, they could send a message to players and ship them out of there. And, and I, I would say this. I would say that there has to be somebody. You know, you look at the good football teams out there and the great players out there, you know, listen, Ray Lewis plays with emotion. Exactly. Those are the kind of teams you're going to be playing against. You know, he may be somewhat of a, a drama 
king because I'm not going to disrespect him. I'm going to call him a, a drama king. But Chad play Ucho Cinco plays with emotion. Mm-hmm. You know, these are people that are in your division. You you look at Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward plays with emotion. Big Ben plays with emotion. you got to bring some emotion to this football game. There, there, there's adrenaline that, that gets, you know, inside your body and gets the flowing you can't play without that. So if you, and part of the way of, of doing that is your preparation. It's like you, you, you're preparing all week. You practice hard all week. And not only that, you stay in your state, your, 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 your playbook. And then you also, you watching film. So when it's game time, you can be so emotionally charged because your subconscious mind has already been prepared for when a play presents itself. You can just play football. You ain't got to think about anything. And I think that's a problem. These guys aren't preparing to play football because you should see, listen, it's okay to lose a football game, but it's how you lose a football game. Exactly. Like last night. Last night, that was a great, you know, they fought, Atlanta fought hard to try to beat the New Orleans Saints. I don't see that from the Cleveland Browns. I just spent three days with uh, somebody who played with the Eagles and the Browns also, Anthony Griggs. Uh, Anthony came and here. And Anthony to... was a part of a team with the with, with the Cleveland Browns. Exactly. Where we, we fought hard during the drive and the fumble. We didn't give up on those things. Exactly, and that's why he was talking. He was telling me that the emotion was gone from the players and the coaches. Hey, Barry, we've got a it. commercial break we've got to take, but I want you to stay with me. I've got my good friend Barry Taylor from out there, from the dog pound, calling all the way out to the desert. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. I'll be right back after this break. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. 
Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters, and I'm a little bit emotional about today's show because I got my good friend Barry Taylor out there, and Barry, of course, is uh, from Cleveland, Ohio, and the dog pound. Now, Barry may not live in Cleveland, but you know how it is. Sometimes when you're you know, from the suburbs or from the area, you know, you just go ahead and embrace that, that town of Cleveland, Ohio, but he certainly is a proud member of the fan club, the dog pound, and I, and I'm, I, I want to say this, Barry. You know, the thing about sports, in particular football, football is an emotional sport. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the fans, when I was at Ohio State, and I'm going to age myself here, Woody used to always tell us the way to take control of a game in the crowd is to go into a stadium, and particularly when it's a visiting stadium, and make big plays and make those people sit on their hands. So I guess just the opposite of that would be for that home team to do something to get the crowd excited so that they would be cheering. And, and, and it all started in Cleveland, Ohio, many years before he arrived. But somebody who just helped take it to another level was Hanford Dixon when he created this whole thing about the dogs and the dog pound. And I would imagine right about now the dog pound doesn't have too much to cheer about because there's no plays being made on the football field. And you talked about Anthony Griggs, and I told you about you know, how much we tried, we tried so hard, even though we weren't successful in those AFC championship games. We never gave up. The Browns are not winning close games. Six to three. Okay, come on. Give me a break. Yeah. When are they going to win a football game where they're putting some points on it? When are they going to put some points on the board? I don't know. I believe, firmly believe, that we have the wrong quarterback in the system right now. Anderson had his day. He went to the Pro Bowl. He looked real good, but he he didn't even look good in the Pro Bowl. Uh, he is something's wrong. I don't know what it is. We're throwing short, you know, short crossing patterns, short things like that, handing the ball off up the middle, trying to make Harrison run the outside, and those are things that Quinn does better than Anderson. So I'm trying to figure out why we're playing Anderson, but. Yeah, and you and you can't put a quarterback in with three minutes left in the game and let him try to make up forty points. Okay, well, listen, it's not your job to figure it out. You guys are doing a very good job of what you do, and that is you are fans and you support the Cleveland Browns. But it's my understanding now that Ernie Acorsi and Bernie are back in the in, in the seat in the saddle here, trying to make some things happen. From what I understand from some good friends of mine on the staff, um, Bernie has been going. He's been on the staff for three or four weeks, and he's been going to different meetings with the Browns trying to figure out what the problems are. Bernie may not be the complete answer. Well, I know I called. I put a call in there yesterday, and Bernie was in meetings behind closed doors, and I I couldn't get through to him. But Mm -hmm. but he certainly 
is he's there. Yeah, I mean, he's there. He was, he was one of the smarter quarterbacks. He, everybody in the Browns organization, every fan that ever became, was a Brown was a Bernie fan. So, you know, hopefully he can do something to make a positive approach. I don't know whether he had anything with Corsi being taken out of the system today or last night. I don't know that. Well, I, let me just say this. I know that when I came into Cleveland there and, uh, you know, 1986 season, I, I missed the first game when they went into Chicago and they lost against the Bears. Uh, I came in, and I, I will say this, you know, I have, uh, I've been very critical of a college player, uh, Terrell Pryor, and his ability to throw the football, in particular his throwing motion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vince Young doesn't impress me with his throwing motion, you know, as, as, as a defensive back who, who reacts to things that you see, uh, it would be very easy for me to play against these guys and to make plays, you know. Mm-hmm. And so when I came in to the organization and I saw Bernie Kozar's, throwing motion i thought oh my god do we stand a chance with this young man <laughs> but let me say this to you bernie kozar in terms of being prepared bernie kozar was so prepared and then also bernie understood the fact now listen and i, I often tell this particularly to young people is when you play the game of football you have to anticipate things that are going to happen you can't wait until a person is wide open. receivers don't get wide open in the national football league unless somebody's made a very critical mental mistake. I mean, a real bad mental mistake. Somebody who just didn't read their playbook the night before right. or the week before. So that's not going to happen. But you do have to anticipate that the fact that they're going to make a move and they're going to be at a certain point at a certain time. And you throw the ball in anticipation of that person being in the right place. Mm-hmm. Bernie was excellent at that. Bernie yeah. always was prepared. Bernie, you know, Bernie was even able to go to the line at Audible. Him and him and uh, uh, Lindy, our, our offensive coordinator, you know, oh my God, they just did an excellent job of preparing Bernie so he could Audible. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem to me that they're in the Cleveland Browns system. First of all, you know, if they're, if they're making Audibles, you know, if they're making audible, it must be they're making the wrong ones because by the time they get a chance to throw the ball, you know, they're turnovers, you know. And so, in other words, maybe you made a misread and, and certainly what you thought you saw on the other side of the ball, you didn't see that. So I'm not sure if our guys are prepared. And then also we talked about the fact that they aren't showing any motion and they're not making it. One thing you can do on the defensive side of the ball, you can just play football. You can just run and tackle and hit people and cause turnovers. Mm-hmm. I'm not even seeing that. No, I don't. I'm, not, I'm not seeing that at all. So is Bernie the answer? I don't know. The answer, really, I can tell you where a football game is played at. The football game is played on the football field. Yeah. And the players can certainly do a better job of trying to win football games. Listen, Barry, I, man, I, I certainly appreciate you calling in, man. So tell me one last time. What do you think the plan is going to be in terms of the fans? The fans will continue to support the Browns. Uh, the Browns hopefully will get it together. The players will pro- perhaps maybe realize that their jobs could be in jeopardy. But but the fans are going to show up and support the Cleveland Browns like they always have. With the support, with the support of the alumni, the Browns backers, and the unregistered Browns fans, we have the dog pound, which has been a like a twelfth man for football for a long time and we need to put people in those seats so these people can make the noise cheer the players and make things happen on help make things happen on the field like they have for the last 50 years almost well it's a bye week this week i understand but this yeah yeah i'm I'm just saying yeah it's a bye week this week and i'm hoping that this will give 
perhaps maybe those fans out there that may be considering, you know, not going to the game next week or, you know, whatever, perhaps there'll be a chance to change your mind, to sleep it off. But it also should give these players, I mean, if, if I were the coach, I don't think any of these players, I know it's a bye week, but mm-hmm. they, they need to sacrifice their bye week. They need to stay there. They need to have practice every day. They don't, they don't need, and, and I don't know if the players' union will allow them to do that mm-hmm. because maybe for the bye week, it does stipulate that you have to have so many hours off. But I'm saying if I'm a player, I need to be making a sacrifice, and I would be curious, and I am maybe ask you to call me back next week because I would think that the local news would be paying attention to that, yeah. and, they, and they would try to see how many people made an extra effort to put in some extra time to get ready for the next game that they're about to play. Yeah. But, Bear, I thank you for calling, man. Any, anything you want to share with us before you leave? I don't, I'd just like to thank the, like I said, I'd like to thank the Browns backers and the alumni. There's alumni in the stands every week that are supporting the Browns, too, that have been there. And, uh, like I said, people pack the seats. I mean, the only way for us to support the Browns the best way is to fill the house up. Well, you know, one thing for sure, I, I heard somebody mention something about not wanting um, – uh, the the family to think about selling the team. I, I, that's not part of this whole discussion. Is it again not moving this team? Because I know he has an interest in some other hockey league or something, right? Uh, there's there's some discussion, but I don't think it's real discussion. I think it's just to discuss with the fans and people like that. And I think there's a lot of rumors in that in that area. Uh, Tony Grossi is probably one of the best uh, um, newsmen that publishes information every day about the Cleveland Browns, and he's close to it. Uh, I'm not as close to it as somebody like him, but uh, I listen to a lot of those people, and, and everybody out there that's listening right now, if uh, you have, a, have any influence with the Hall of Fame, Clay Matthews is up for the Hall of Fame again. Well, let me just say this. I am going to use my voice right now to put my vote out for Clay Matthews. I, I played with Clay during my two years there in Cleveland, and I can tell you this, there was um, probably on my team, on the defensive side of the ball, not a more dependable person than Clay Matthews. Clay is certainly worthy of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. If, if you look at his, his, his body of work, the years that he played in the league, and the things that he, he accomplished on the league, Clay was, I mean, he came through so many times for so many big plays. And uh, just, I mean, a, a damn, a great football player, not good. A great football player, a great linebacker, and I enjoy playing with him. Again, you know, very athletic, uh, very intelligent, play with emotion every play. His son doesn't play football quite like Clay, but you can tell he's a chip off the old block. But he's got a long way to go until he reaches the things that his dad accomplished. Mm -hmm. But he's of the right pedigree. But I'm telling you, if, if I had a football team, and I needed to have an outside linebacker, you could give me Clay Matthews anytime. I close my eyes, and if you tell me Clay Matthews is that outside linebacker, I'm satisfied. So, Clay, man, you got my vote, and I want to be there at that induction ceremony. I'll certainly be at the Pro Football Hall of Fame uh, when they make that announcement at the Super Bowl. I will be there, and I'm hoping that my teammate, Clay Matthews, is inducted. That would be my second teammate because Ozzy's already in there, mm-hmm. and and Clay would uh, make my second. That tells you how how good that team that I played on uh, there in Cleveland was, and that is what these guys are representing. You know, today they should be playing football like Clay Matthews and Ozzy Newsom. 
and Hanford Dixon and Frank Manyfield mm-hmm. and Ernest Biner and Bernie Kozar and on and on and on and on and, and go Bob. So, uh, so again, thank you for the call, Barry. And uh, we're going to do everything we can do to uh, get that dog pound up and, and barking again. Roo, Thanks roo, for the roo. opportunity to speak today, Ray. <laughs> okay. All Take right. Care. Thanks, Barry. Bye. Again, that's my good friend, Barry Taylor. And, and Barry always keeps me informed of what's going on in, in Cleveland. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's just it, it just makes you feel good when, when you hear people talk about how good they feel about their sports team and how much it means to them to have a sports team. And the fact that they don't want their sports team to go anywhere. All they want them to do is perform better. And they want the organization, uh, the new ownership of this team, just to understand the passion of which these people have for their team. And they help them put a winner on the field because that's what they're accustomed to. We haven't won the Super Bowl there, but the Cleveland Browns always fought to the end. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. We're going to take a break and I'll be right back. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga race course. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference most valuable player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, we're back. This is the Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And uh, I just wanted to give a, a, a shout-out and pay a little attention to a uh, young man out there with the Kansas City Chiefs. And, and that's Larry Johnson. And 
and I, I said a couple of things last week about Larry, and I hold firm on the things that I said. But I also want people to know that there are many times uh, that are thing, there are things that are out of our control when it comes to our children. And we don't know why they do what they do. And we hope that they do things that don't bring them in harm's way. But they also don't pass judgment on other people. And I think that's the part of at least what I read that bothered Larry's father was the fact that perhaps maybe people may be passing judgment on his son now based upon some emotional comments. But also he wanted to make people aware that, you know, the things that Larry said, although they may have seemed mean-spirited, that that's not the kind of young man that he raised. And that's not really who Larry Johnson really is. But I, I just happened to be out on the web searching for some things, and, and, I, and I came across something, and this is what I want to share with people, that many times that as a professional athlete that you can sometimes just make such an impact on a person's life that you, you'll never know. You, you will never know what something you say, something you do, a kind gesture just will change a person's life. And I found something out there on a website, Jock Life, and uh, jocklife.com. And it was a, le- a lady who wrote a letter. And, 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 and she wrote a letter uh, because of the fact that she didn't know why. But her son was only four years old. And, and her son had just become, he, was, he became a Kansas City Chief fan. And, and he, was just, he was just overtaken by this one particular person and that person and they don't know why they live in New Jersey and even though Larry played ball at Penn State still they live in New Jersey Larry wasn't playing ball at Penn State when her her son's four years old now but he is just you know engulfed in everything that is Kansas City Chiefs Larry Johnson and so her her husband took a flight out to Kansas City and and to watch them play a football game and they were playing the Chargers on, on October the 25th and and her her husband somehow got some seats in 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 a, in a row close to the the field, and and I guess Larry Johnson went over to her son, and and must have either shook his hand or signed something for him, but she just said that it was the greatest thing that could have ever happened to her son, and so this lady is coming to defense because she based upon the things that she had read about Larry Johnson, that was the last person in the world that she ever thought that she would want her son, you know, to, to develop an affinity for this guy, you know, not Larry Johnson, but he has, and he's done some things for her son. Her son wasn't necessarily interested in football, you know, but now he is, you know, and, you know, it, it was just, she said it brought her to tears when her son called her from Arrowhead Stadium to tell her that not only had Larry Johnson came over to seat, but he signed a replica helmet and stood in front of him, took off his gloves and also gave him his gloves. Now, now these are the kind of things of which that athletes bring. These are, these are the kind of memories that athletes many times bring to the lives of everyday fans. I, I don't know if I've ever told you guys a story, but I'm born and raised in Canton, Ohio, and, and I'll never forget going to Pro Football Hall of Fame games and just seeing professional athletes. Just the fact that I saw one 
One time an Olympic gold medal, 1968 Olympic gold medalist, Ronnie Harris from Canton, Ohio, just shook my hand, rubbed my head, you know, and it, 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 was, it was something magical. And you can't explain it, but it's just something that happened. I, 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 there's a guy who told me one time, he says, you know, when I, boy, when I grew up, you know, 24, Ray Ellis was a jersey that I wore all the time. I, you know, that's who I wanted to emulate when I was on the football field. You know, these are the kind of things of which sometimes when we're passing judgment on athletes, we forget about the little small things that they do that just create a lifetime of positive memories for players. So, Larry, hey, all I was trying to do and all I want to continue to do is to tell you just to do the right thing. Have more stories like this out about you. These are the kind of things we need. We need more stories like this about Larry Johnson and the rest of the guys that are playing the NFL. Now, listen. I, I want to take a little time to talk about something that's, that's football related, but I, I, I just don't think that, and I'm going to talk about the Monday night game, but first I want to talk a little bit about Brett Favre. I want to talk a little about Brett Favre going into his old field, Lambeau Field, and winning a football game. And, and I, I think there's a mystique here and, and something that's an intangible of which many people, I think, are missing. And they don't understand why. Why is Brett performing so well, and and why is he able to beat the Green Bay Packers twice? And Aaron Rodgers is trying to do the best he can, and it's just not happening for him. Now, I will say this. It's an emotional football game for both sides of the ball. But there is something else of which I think many people are forgetting and are overlooking the fact. Is there, there's an emotional component that exists within the Minnesota Vikings organization. And then there's another emotional component that exists over here in the Green Bay Packers. But there's one thing that is so much more important over here in the Minnesota Vikings side of the ball as opposed to the Green Bay Packers. And that the emotional charge of the Minnesota Vikings is a connection between players that are players and coaches that are on the field and are able to make something happen. The emotional motivation on the Green Bay side of the ball is with, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, but it's Aaron Rodgers and upstairs. See, it's Aaron Rodgers and upstairs. Over here is Minnesota, it's Brett Favre and all of his teammates and the coaches. Yeah, a little bit upstairs too. But see over here, the Aaron Rodgers side of the ball, it's more of the upstairs. See, it's management over there. And management does not play the game. What you have to understand over here, or what I'm trying to bring to the light about the Green Bay side is those players on the Green Bay side. Some of those guys are still emotionally connected to Brett Favre. And then not only that is that some of those guys realize here is the greatest quarterback that ever, ever may have ever played this game of football. And if management can't understand the fact that maybe he wants to wait a little bit. Listen, I, I tell people this all the time. There are many times when you don't feel like getting up and working out. There are many times you don't, if you run five miles a day, maybe you don't want to run five miles a day. 
Maybe if you walk three miles a day, maybe you don't want to walk three miles. If you lift weights, maybe you don't want to lift weights. And so you make those decisions. You make those decisions. Nobody makes those decisions for you. Okay, here is perhaps maybe the greatest football player, well, let's say quarterback to ever play the game, and management is over here saying, Brett, I know you, you want to take your time, but you can't take your time. So, so management forced Brett into a decision. They gave him a chance one time, and then they didn't give him the next time, and then, okay, they got tired of it. But listen, I don't know how many times Michael Jordan came back to the Chicago Bulls, but when Michael Jordan decided he was going to come back, they took him back. Now, the other time he went to the Wizards, I think that was all about, again, perhaps maybe that was a business deal, and he ended up owning a piece of that team. Now, I remember Kareem Abdul-Jabbar back in the day. I think it was a lot of part of his career, and I think they extended him the courtesy, and they ended up winning the championship. You know, nice little contract and all that. Over here, Brett Favre, Brett is now playing with Minnesota Vikings. They embrace the fact that this is our teammate, and we understand how management can also maybe treat us, and they're treating Brett like that. We're going to help Brett. See, Management over there on Green Bay side, see, some of those great players over there, they're looking at that, and they're saying, wow, if they treated Brett like that, they might treat us like that. So they're not really as happy and as emotionally charged as the Minnesota Vikings are. The Minnesota Vikings, everybody who has something, you know, of which, hey, a, mo a motivating factor, they're on the football field. Yeah, we're going to help Brett. Yeah, Brett's one of us. There's a separation between management and the players. So, so management for Green Bay is not on the football field. So they can't help Aaron Rodgers. They, yeah, Aaron, yeah we, we took you because Brett is old and we thought Brett's day was done and gone. And so we want you to be our quarterback of the future. But you ain't blocking for Brett. I mean, you ain't blocking for Aaron. You're not that left tackle. You're not that rookie. You're, 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 you're not the one. You, you, can't, you can't help him. So... When you go over here in Minnesota, oh, yeah, yeah, Minnesota Vikings, yeah, Brett, we're all for you, man. We're happy for you. Uh, we're going to help you. We're going to block for you. Adrian Peterson, you know, giving him some dab, you know, giving him a pound, I'm going to run the ball for you. You know, his wide receivers, I I'm going to catch the ball for you. Aaron Rodgers, his teammates are like, oh, man, they got rid of Brett. They thinking about that. That's, that could be me. And the manager's upstairs saying, yeah, guys, go do it, go do it, go do it, go do it. But they can't go out and do it themselves. They got to watch. So, see, that sometimes there are just some other things. We got to look beyond this. We got to try to figure that out. You went that locker You saw the pictures in that locker room, that Minnesota locker room, how much everybody wanted Brett to win. And then also something, Coach Children, I know this man because that man was a, he was offensive coordinator of a team that threw for 644 yards in one game against me in the secondary when I played against them at Ohio State when he was coaching Illinois. I believe that he said to Brett, Brett, I'm going to give you, you ain't, I'm not even going to give you one chance. I'm going to let you play as long as you want to play. But that old Brett Farr, that risk-taking stuff, you don't have, you can't do that one time. No, not one time. Notice Brett has not done that not one time. That old gunslinger, no, nah, Brett don't do it like that no more. He's not taking that risk anymore taking very calculated risk. So it's the emotional attachment that Brett has with the players, with the Minnesota Vikings, that emotional factor, that's what the factor was there. Over here, it was management.
connected to Aaron Rodgers and management can't play football. All right, you got that one figured out now. Okay, we're going to talk about some games this week and a couple that happened last week. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters, and I'll be right back after this message. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bench his ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports okay we're back to listen to rail of sports on the voice america network of course as i always let you know i'm in phoenix living like it matters how about a shout out shout out to coach Diedrich Taylor, assistant coach at uh, Arizona State University, getting ready for some basketball. Yes, it's that time for college basketball. And uh, see what the ASU team brings this year. 
Uh, I also just want to talk a little bit about uh, John. Shout out to John Missile. Yeah, John. John, I want you to remember, I told you that those Yankees over there, man, that, that's going to be a tough team to beat. And, uh, and, I, and I told you one thing in particular. I know the, the Phillies won last night, but I was talking to John about this. And I, I was telling John that there's too many Hall of Famers over there sometimes, man. It's, it's sometimes you, you're not intimidated. But many times when you play professional sports, you come into an atmosphere where your childhood idol you're up against. And, and I was telling him something about Andy Pettit. And, and you know, I, talking about Hall of Famers, I said, you know, Yankees got potentially four Hall of Famers there. And he didn't think the body of work of Andy Pettit was enough. Andy Pettit has won more post games than any other pitcher in history. In the playoffs, he's won more games than any pitcher in history. So I uh, just want to let John know that about Andy Pettit. Now, all right, we're going to talk a little bit about football in particular. Uh, a couple games last week. I mean, listen, you know, football, you know, last week, good football games. I made a couple mistakes. Shout out Ted Ginn Jr. Yes, one of them Ohio players. He did his thing. Two of them, he took the distance, 100 yards plus. Nobody in history ever did that. Boys got skills. It's just a matter of him going, you know, consistently doing it. Uh, he's not anybody you want to get behind you. He can catch the deep ball, and and he he's obviously got skills to return the ball. So get him open down the field a lot more, and uh, you'll get the positive results that you're looking for. I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I, I wasn't sure of Green Bay. Uh, I thought Minnesota we're going to Green Bay, but I think I thought Green Bay was going to pull that one out last week. So I was kind of going with Aaron Rodgers. But the mystique of Brett Favre, I think it got to them as long as, as well as, as I said, that, that emotional connection of his team mates and not management. So management couldn't help Aaron out. And I picked New Orleans last night. Glad they won. You know, good football, though. Good football. And, uh, of course, the Eagles, Donovan McNabb continues to do his thing. And uh, the Baltimore Ravens uh, did their thing. And, uh, you know, that'll take me into some of this week's games. And, uh, you know, going into this week's game, I had a tough, no, not a real tough time. But as I always do, I try to pick the top five games. And uh, looking at the top five games, I think uh, we'll start off from five. One, as I usually do, Miami, New England, that'll be my fifth um, San Diego, the Giants, um, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, and Denver. And then, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's Cowboy Week in Philly. Now, for those of you who are football fans across this country, you know there are certain rivalry games that are played throughout the year. And and you look forward to them. And the Eagles and the Cowboys are one of those games. And it's happening this weekend. The Eagles are playing the Cowboys in Philly. And the Cowboys are starting to play good football. But I'm that, that'll be my last game. So I'm, I'm not necessarily going to talk about that game right now. I'm, I'm going to talk about a couple other games. And, and let me start off with number five. Miami going into New England. Now, elements are always an issue. As a matter of fact, shout out to Chuck Foreman. I heard Chuck talking about on his show earlier. Uh, Chuck felt that, in his opinion, that part of what was missing from 
the Minnesota Vikings tradition was an outdoor stadium. The University of Minnesota has an outdoor stadium, an outdoor stadium. And I can tell you this, he may, he may be on to something because the last thing that anybody coming from a warm climate wants to do is go play a cold football game. Miami does not want to travel to New England. I don't know what the weather's going to be like this weekend, but if it's cold, remember we've already heard this one time this year from Sanchez, who's a California guy, said that he played in the game, and I think the weather was like 50 or 55, and he had never played in the game that cold before. So the guys in Miami now have got to travel up to New England, and they're not, you're not, you just don't, you really don't look forward to that. And so in the back of your mind, you're hoping. And you're praying for a warm front to come in. And so that's something else you got to think about that you think about. You're going, you know, okay, what kind of gloves am I going to get? What kind, what kind of shoes am I going to wear? You know, is it going to be, you know, jocks and socks? Or am I going to throw on some, you know, some underarmers up under, you know? How am I going to put, what am I going to, how am I dress? Do I need to put on, you know, a little mask up under, you know, under the helmet to keep my face warm? All those things, you think about those things. All you want to do is line up and play. But when you travel from a warm climate to a cold climate, you got to think about that. So I, I just, I'm just not sure that they're going to be able to go in there and win that one. So I'm going to go ahead and pick New England. Okay. And then we got, we got, we got San Diego at the Giants. First of all, the Giants got to redeem themselves. They can't fall too far behind the Cowboys and the Eagles. One of those teams are going to lose this week, so they'll be okay. But. I, San Diego, again, San Diego to me is just not a physical football team. Now you're going to come from San Diego, California. You're going to go to New York's, you know, Giant Stadium. It's going to be cold, colder than it is in San Diego. And the the Giants, you know, come on, they got to play physical football. You're in the NFC East. And you know, I feel like the San Diego Chargers is a finesse team. Brandon Jacobs, just pound him. Just let him pound the ball. Let him pound the ball. The Giants, you, you got to beat the San Diego Chargers. You 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 got to beat them. That's the bottom line. You have to beat them. I feel very strong about that. Obviously, you can tell from the emotion of my voice. That's the NFC East. You don't let a finesse team come in there anyway. Now, after we go to San Diego Chargers, Cincinnati and Baltimore. Okay, Ucho Cinco, you mad because Ray Ray hit you. Hit you real hard. You got up. You act like you wanted to do something. And then you came to your senses. Okay, now, Ray's coming to your house now. How are you going to treat him? i tell you what, Ray, don't, he has no respect for you and the rest of your teammates. The Baltimore Ravens is coming into Cincinnati to take over. They want the division. They want to make it to the playoffs. And Ray's getting old. Ray might want a Super Bowl this, this year. So he's going to do everything he possibly can. And if he's got to go through Cincinnati, it's going to happen. I'm picking Baltimore. Baltimore going there and win that one. It's going to be a good game, too. Baltimore-Cincinnati is starting to be the kind of games they used to be. You know, that Baltimore-Cincinnati is really a Cleveland-Cincinnati game. That's really what that is. So that's starting to get, take up some of that old tradition. Let's look at the number two game. Pittsburgh at Denver. Cold, real cold. Now, real cold could either be in Three Rivers or it, it could be, you know, in Denver's new stadium. It's real cold wherever it's at. Now, it happens to be in Denver. That, all that means is that Pittsburgh is traveling. Now, we'll get a first-time opportunity to take a look at how McDaniels is going to react to losing. We, we don't know what happens when he loses. But I tell you what, 
We'll find out what happens when he loses, too, because I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win that. Philly and Dallas. Now, come on. This is Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. What do you think I'm going to say when the Dallas Cowboys try to come into Philly and win a game? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be Homer. Call me Homer Ellis on this one. Donovan, shout out. Get it done. Five. Five. Five dollars. Oh. That's right, they're not sponsoring this show. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. The Eagles are gonna take that one all the way. And I'll tell you this, I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. to the pros we, we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at 1-2. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you. Every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. 